What were your biggest mistakes when growing up, or even now? Well, I'll tell you mine. Very, very few people or organizations know why they do what they do. Because believe it or not, each and every one of us in this room is one day going to stop breathing, turn cold, and die. Any dominating idea, plan, or purpose held in the mind through repetition of thought and emotionalized with a burning desire for its realization is taken over by the subconscious section of the mind and acted upon through whatever natural and logical means that may be available. Ninety percent of my life was sports, but I remember when I got to college and I first ventured to being isolated and independent, that I really took a deep dive into myself. And it was just the start of that journey to self-understanding and self-awareness. And I think self-awareness is the highest pillar uh, characteristic one can have because they can better understand their weaknesses that cause pain points in their life. If you let those weaknesses go unnoticed, they create catastrophic mistakes. And for me, I just never really got to record what my three big weaknesses were. So I wanted to talk about today and really say it and put it out into the world as it will allow me to better come to terms with it because I think the steps to overcoming something are usually that you you see it and then you acknowledge it and then uh, you understand it and then you feel it and then you deep down inside know it and then you can speak it because you are it and in this case I am not my mistakes or I'm not my failures or my weaknesses rather they are a part of me and I want to shed light on them because the more you're aware of something the weaker it becomes so I want to make my weaknesses extremely weak and my strengths extremely strong but these are the three things that pull me down sometimes as I continually trying to weaken them in a non-judgmental way because we all have our own but first is lack of conviction and lack of conviction and confidence I stemmed it back to this imposter syndrome that I got from doing bad in one high school football game in which I was really put on the grill uh, because I did bad and the coaches were ringing me out and I just thought I could never live up to the expectations other, others had of me when I was called on. When my name was called and I was put in the game, I would never live up to it. You know, after that moment, it really put a hindrance on my potential view of myself. But it was when I started looking at myself and respecting myself and loving myself for who I was that I stopped attaching my thoughts to others' expectations and rather my own standards and where I was at. But I think it was so nice that that happened at a young age and the fact that lack of conviction derives from that because I'm closer to accepting that I was never once good as I thought I was and it caused me to repeat and, and persevere and develop the mindset and skill set to get better. So it's sort of like the iron was put in the fire to sharpen uh, its sword, but then become just overall uh, a tougher material. And then the next one is sometimes I have a vice grip of control on things because, and I've, I've known for certain now 
because of deep diving into myself that that vice grip control comes from not wanting an outcome to happen in a certain way or not wanting scenarios to play themselves out in ways I don't want it to. So in that regard, the way I've been able to unlock that and um, destroy that weakness almost completely is by seeing things as uncontrollable in this life and knowing that I cannot um, manipulate things as I always want them to. There's a certain level of uncontrollability you have to things. And by me wanting to always make them, make these uh, circumstances go the way I want, it's a prideful thing. It is not a good thing. And that's why 2020 has especially been a a great, you could say, practice or opportunity or tool in helping me get over that because there is so much things that are not within our control this year that cause you to just let go of and and be grateful for what you have, what you do have, not what you want. And then the last one would be sometimes I'm impatient in the macro. So in the bigger picture of things, sometimes I get too ambitious and too a default, which then can be to a fault because I want to do so much. I want to achieve so much. But all these things, and you'll see as I keep going through this first, second, and third one, they always go back to something deeper as to when I was younger or a previous thing. You know, I think faults usually derive from traumas, but then anxiety comes from a future want. And all of this is just trying to rid all of that to being present. But for this last one, impatience in the macro, it's just a not trusting myself. You know, it's just not trusting myself, not thinking I'm doing enough, sort of this imposter syndrome that um, I won't get to where I think I'll get to. So I have to do more in the short term to make up for that. It's such, there's no catch up. There's no, there's not, game is no race. Okay, it's infinite. And once you see it as so, you can play your own damn game and go above the clouds and the muck that everyone's playing in. So to really just roast myself in this episode, it's been so nice. And just to have it down in, in the voice memos, um, that's my coming to grips with it. I am, I am not those things, but I am those things because they were once a part of me. And if I never acknowledged that and never accepted it, I would never be at the point I am now. So I'm grateful for all the things that caused me to be those and caused me to refine my character, but I'm now moving on. And your biggest mistakes can be your biggest opportunities and stepping stones. So uh, try your best, and I hope you got something from this. So thank you, guys. Mm-hmm.